you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Oh, that's going to be fire. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Oh, it is going to be fire here in Studio 66. Your post nine reaction, your pre week ten predictions upcoming here. You just heard. I'm trying to hit them with the Cole Beasley. When we going to be on air? Where, where, where is our video image here? I Taylor is a uh, performance artist here and he needs the instantaneous feedback yeah. himself on the monitor there. Here comes Eddie Spaghetti. Hey, Ike, we have a lot to talk about. Hey. We have Maurice Jones, Drew and the Wolf, Colleen Wolf, both still upcoming for our weekly Q&A. We look forward to catching up with them. Right. Jags riding high. That'll be one of the stories. Jalen Ramsey throwing fisticuffs or not. not. I want to get your yeah. opinion on all that. Um, first, though, Eddie Spaghetti just walked in here. What do you make, Ike, of uh, Spaghetti putting on in the middle of the day, just sitting in his cubicle? He puts cologne on. What's wrong with that? I don't know. It seems weird. Yeah, the man won't smell good. You know, you know, I, I, damn, I damn near go to bath. I bathe in cologne. I hit one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three. One, two. Three. Yeah, but you wash. But you also you work out at work and then continue working without a shower. That's a lie. Don't you do wash that. yourself? Don't we have a shower here? That's true. Yeah. So you use that? Yeah, I think all that's the time. gross. Who wants How? to use it? Because it's gross. We all use it. See, if you come work out with us, you'll be able to use it, but you don't, so I get it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's I, I wouldn't want to use a shower that every, all my colleagues are using. Why? That Just get you gross. some slides. You know what slides is. Yeah, right? I know, slippers. Yeah, you get some slides, some slide, uh, shower slides, and you all the way good. Yeah, I guess that could work. I don't know. What, what are you talking about? I'm not going to work out I, in, at work. Certainly, I, that's not going to happen. To the matter at hand, though, you so you have no business with uh, you have. Don't think that's creepy that uh, that Eddie Spaghetti just sits there in the middle of the day like, hey, I'm gonna spritz myself a little bit here for the ladies. Boom, boom. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Seems vain. You know, females do it all the time. Um. All right, Ike. Now weigh in on any number of big issues emerging from a wonky Week Nine in a wonky NFL season. As far as I'm concerned, it's very hard to read. I don't know who the best teams are in the NFC, who really is going to go to the Super Bowl. The Eagles seem to stand head and shoulders above everybody else. Let's see what we can get to here. First of all, Jalen Ramsey Mm -hmm. gets put in a headlock by A.J. Green, who's always considered to be mild-mannered, first of all. Correct. React to that. You squared off with 18 a number of times. In matchups, never fisticuffs, A.J. Green, mild-mannered. Again, were you surprised, first of all, by A.J. Green? Did, would you ever expect something like that from him? Frustration. What What was going on there? You know, Ramsey was doing this thing. Like, I think A.J. Had, was one for six. Was one for six. So, he already knew what time it was when he was going to face Jalen Ramsey. It, it was going to be a grudge match. Like, understandably, you don't like me, I don't like you. All right, we can be cool. Off the field, but on the field, we don't like each other. So you got a guy who's who's a dominant and one of the guys at a young age who's at the top of their position is Jalen Ramsey. You got a guy who's in their prime who's highly underrated. Highly, we don't talk about A.J. Green enough. I we agree, really but A.J. Green should complain – not should complain more, but, of course, a he's lot not, of – He's not that kind of guy. A lot of diva wide receivers, though, would bellyache a lot. He's putting Andy up Dalton. the numbers without being a diva. That's letting you know how good A.J. Green is. I agree, is. but it ma- uh, other guys in that position, as talented as A.J. Green, might flap their gums and say, can I get a real QB he's here put, already? He's putting up numbers with divas who's been a diva at the wide, a wide receiver position – and he's not being a diva at the wide receiver position. That's you know what? Since we're talking about this, Shaq, go ahead. How many receivers would have did that to Jaden Ramsey? 
I don't know. I'm, so I, I'm fascinated by it because what do you think, Jalen Ramsey? Your so your sense of the situation he's is frustrated. He, AJ, you Green. know, you know Jalen Ramsey. Have yeah. you kibitz yeah, with yeah, him yeah, since yeah. this happened? Yeah, yeah. And he said I didn't say anything untowards to him. No, it, it ain't it ain't the saying part. Is the dominating part throughout That's the game? That's what it was. Like AJ was frustrated, hmm. and of course, if you if you go against a good corner like. I want to show y'all I'm better than this corner. Like, that's how receivers feel. And if I'm a corner, I'm like, man, I'm about to lock the puppy up, man. This dude ain't even that good. Like, that's that's how you feel when you get on the field. So, at the same time, just to see Jalen caught Jalen off guard, for one, you can just tell, like, A.J. was just super frustrated. Then to let his hands fly, that's the part I loved about it. And what I mean by let your <laughs> hands fly, just to get the swinging. Like, yeah. you know, the box is talking about let your hands fly all the time, like, AJ was just letting his hands fly, but at the same time, I just watched it like this ain't AJ. Something he usually doesn't do. So he's very frustrated. And then when you watch the tape, see, you just watching the incident. Y'all ain't watching the game. When you watch the game, I would be frustrated too, like Jalen Ramsey was handling his business. So I get it. You now you're no stranger to fighting. You've you've detailed for us here that on the first day of practice for, uh, for Antonio Brown, you tangled with him. You know, no, that, that wasn't the first day. That was in training camp. That was on oh. family day. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was on family day. <laughs> Coach T and Kevin and 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 uh, you know, I was in my prime and I see a young pup and AB. You know, he he trying to get his rocks off too. Like we we went. At each other every day for like five years. Every day. Every day for like five years. So, of course, in training camp, man, timbers are high. A lot of testosterone. You get tired of watching each other. You get tired of being around each other. I get it. So, it happens. You're just trying to establish who you are. And A.B. was trying to establish who he was. So, I mean, after that, though, we shook hands, everything cool. Like, man, him cool to this day. That, that ain't got nothing to do with I it. I don't know. I can't speak for everybody. Right. All I can tell you is, like, I've never been in a fight in my right. life. You know? I, I doubt at this it's point. It's a good I'm, feeling. It's a good feeling I to be in a you. fight. I promise you. I'd be so good. scared. You know what? I wouldn't like it at all. I would just be – I'm surprised. So you've been in how many fights in your life? Like four or five? Six? Keep, keep going. <laughs> You once fought Akeem Nix in the preseason? Keep going. Right. You've told us that story, too. I'm fascinated. You've seen that story. You didn't see the story? Yeah, I ain't got to tell you. You've seen the story. He didn't do anything to you, though. I mean, I told him it was my fault because, honestly, he didn't do nothing. He just looked at me a certain way, and I kind of relapsed like I was back in New Orleans. You know, in New Orleans – Eye contact will get your natural beef. Like, uh. if I don't know you and you don't know me and we look at each other, we fighting on sight. Just <laughs> point blank period, we fighting on sight. I'm starting to really get the sense. I've said this before. I think you and I had very different uh, <laughs> childhoods, you know? Man, my wife and my son will tell you, <laughs> and my homeboys, they'll tell you, like, his screws, like, his screws are very, very short. Like, when I go off the deep end, Shaq, it's all the way. It, mind you, I got like twelve homeboys, and I might be the third smallest. Really? Homeboy. Yeah, I've met all, a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, all big, all big fellas. Yeah, all my homeboys are big, six three, six four, two sixty, three hundred. Like them boys, like, and they'll tell you like, I gotta oh, get some friends like that. When it's time to pop off, he the one that's gonna be popping off. Hmm. Him right there. You up. have said this before, and it may be politically incorrect, but. Either way, you say to win in pro football or in football at any level, you need some dogs. Got to. The Jags seem to have remembered that this is important, and this is something that Tom Coughlin had up in New York as well. For all the talk about Tom Coughlin time is five minutes earlier than the meeting time and all that, he keeps, yes, he he schedules everything, but he likes a guy that has, as you just called it, the screw a little uh, short. Hey. Ready to jump. Ready to throw hands. Give me some short wired, down for whatever, black dark alley, bar fight kind of guys. Give me that all day. He started with the biggest one, with Sasquatch and Calais Campbell. Mm. It, that, 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 that's the first one. Then you go Telvin, the linebacker. Then on the back end, you go Jalen. So now you got three dogs at three different positions. 
everybody got to fall in line. Hmm. If you're on the defensive line, you got to fall in line with Calais. If you're a linebacker, you got – and we ain't even talk about who can't run over, though, as a second-year guy in Miles Jack. He was looking for all that action. So when you got dogs at the linebacker position, they want it. Telvin wanted it. Miles wanted it. Then you got Jalen, who's who's in the secondary position. He wanted it. You need that because it's going to be a point in time where the kitchen going to get hot and there's no water around when the game is on the line and them boys, them dogs are running to the fire. That's what you want because when you have the goody two-shoe boys, they want everything to go their way. They got to play 100% healthy. They're trying to see what social media is talking about them if they had a bad game. So you need your jokers. Like, it's cool to have your Batmans. You might have a few Batmans. But on defense, you would rather have 11 jokers than 17 Batmans on defense. Hmm. Point blank, period. Fascinating. It really is. Um, all right, so there's that story. And that, that, that was just one of a number of fights in the NFL. I just, I mean, so A.J. Green, so Jalen Ramsey. Didn't say anything that because AJ Green continued after they yeah, were broken yeah. up as they're trying to, to get him he, off the he, field. He keeps coming back for him. He, he was talking to him during his play. Mm. His play was talking for him. Like you just got to give Jalen his props, man. Jalen had a good game. I want to know what he said to him. Though, it, to it, set it, him off like that. I, I don't have to. I don't have to set you off. Do you think you could make me mad like that with words? No. Oh, you, with words? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm number one. You know, I could hurt my feeling. I go for the gut. What do you? Th- yeah, yeah, I go for, you the, go for when, my literal gut. No, no, when it comes down, when jokes. it comes down for words, oh yeah, I try to, yeah. I what, was, what would you go after with me? I'm just curious. Like no, you'd I'm, go for my weak spots. No, I wouldn't throw it out. I wouldn't throw that out though. You're gonna save it for when you need it. No, just know I, I got it in the holster. So if it comes to it, which I, I mean, shame the devil if it, it ever it's does. gonna come out so easy. You can be like, dang, I really shouldn't have said nothing. Do to you me. think I might cry? I, I want you to cry. Okay. There's a decent chance. (laughs) (laughs) Now, next question for you is uh, Ben Roethlisberger. You know, Mark Caboli, our uh, our mutual pal back there in Pittsburgh, who uh, who um, where is he working now? Now I can't think. Oh, the Athletic. He just uh, he moved over to the Athletic recently, and he floated something that he referred to as a hot take. But he's not the first guy I've heard say this. He said. 2018, you know who could be the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Kirk Cousins. What if – do you think – so, I I mean, of course, Roethlisberger would have to step aside. He would actually have to retire. What are the chances? Give me your end date. You know what's going on in that building. Is Roethlisberger, in fact, going to hang it up at the end of this year? No. Even if if they win the Super Bowl? If if they win, he might. Yeah, I I would say that. If if they win, he might. If they don't win, I, I, I see him coming back. Another year. But if they win it this year, oh, yeah. I have another idea for you here. I think we talked about this before. Tell me if I'm right. I think in the second half of this season, I don't know if it's week 10, but Martavis Bryant is going to take off. Do you agree with that prediction? I've been saying this for the longest. Like, we remembered Marte two years ago from the postseason. Like, he dominated the Cincinnati game. He dominated the Denver Bronco game. Like, he dominated. But that was my last two fond memories of Martin. A while ago now. Yeah. Football so, terms. So, and and again, I'm going to go back to how Reggie Wayne said, there's nothing wrong with being a second receiver because, you know, during the playoffs, everybody going to mm. try to shut down A.B. Like, A.B. is going to be in the game plan. You shine in the postseason, the postseason leads into what? The offseason, the, off, the offense – the offseason leads into the buzz. The buzz leads into the who should I pay. Who I pay leads into Martavis Bryant. Why? Because the last couple of memories I had was he balled out in the playoffs. Like, we already knew what we was getting with Antonio Brown throughout the whole season. But when it came down to the come down, like how my homeboy said back at home, when it come down to the come down, Martavis stepped up. We got to pay this man. Like, that's what Martavis have to get as a number two receiver. There's nothing wrong with being a number two receiver, especially when you got – a running back. So look at Tate's situation. And this is why I'd be mad at Tate. You have a running back, which is hard to do. You have a quarterback, which is hard to have. You have a number one receiver. So you can eat for the next eight years. Let's say five. Five for sure. Mm-hmm. E- even if y'all do something with that quarterback position with Ben and you bring in another quarterback, you still have a solid offensive line. You probably go draft a few more offensive linemen, depending on what the offensive line do. You still have another young stud in Juju. You know what I'm saying? Tay is a young guy. A.B. is still young. Le'Veon is still young. And you got James Conner right behind him. 
why would I want to go anywhere else where I would be the man? Somebody said that to me about you. I'm trying to think of who it was. I think it was Bucky Brooks, uh, as a matter of fact, said a, a, a couple of years to me. He said, you know what, Ike, you know how I knew he was smart before I ever met him was because he decided to stay with the Steelers for what probably was a little bit less money. Oh, but he understood that that situation was ideal for your, him. You and see players too often make the mistake of ju- the greener pasture somewhere else. And Ike didn't chase that, and that was the sound move. I might have gotten lost in the wrong Oh, yeah, I would have went, went got paid, paid to a sad team. So I would have became a cap casualty because obviously I wouldn't have been good enough or I'm not doing what they expected or a new head coach would have wanted his guys in, his his draft class in, probably wouldn't have made it to the playoffs all these times, probably would have been on a, a very bad defense. So I understood, but I just got the business part of it. And that's what players have to start. They have to start to look at the business side of this football. Yeah, it's a game you love, and it pays well if you're good enough for a long time, but you got to start putting yourself in the GM seat in the coach's seat because that's what I did that's that's why I played so long like hey you don't play 12 years by not catching interceptions you play 12 years by understanding the business side of football and I understood that at an early age I agree with you and Martavis Bryant is sort of to football players with the Cincinnati Bengals are to NFL teams which is that you're putting that you're getting over your skis there a little bit fella you haven't done anything yet do it now. Bengals love to talk trash about how good you haven't done it. You don't even right. win playoff games. Right. Mark Davis, be a star, and then you can start bellyaching. You haven't even done anything well, yet. You ain't even got, man, Reggie played 14 years, man. Dallas Clark came at Dallas Clark. Then it was Marvin. He was the third receiver. Then after the third receiver, he still had Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon was the third receiver. Reggie Wayne was the second receiver. You still had Marvin Harrison. Then after Dallas Clark leave, you still got Marvin Harrison. Then this Reggie Wayne still at the number two receiver. Still got Kali and Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon leave. You still got you still got Reggie Wayne. Marvin Harrison, he on this way out. Finally, Marvin Harrison leave, and Reggie probably get three, maybe four years of being a number one receiver. Now, all this time now, everybody's looking at Marvin Harrison. Of course, he's in the Hall of Fame, and during the playoff time, we game planning for Marvin Harrison. It's going to be a lot of one-on-ones with Reggie Wayne. So then when you look at the playoff book, when it comes down to the wide receivers, Jerry Rice, number one with receiving yards. Reggie Wayne, number two, what receiving yards in mm. the playoffs? Like, Wayne got it. Uh, by the way, a lesser a lesser name, but John Taylor, those great 49ers teams in the late yeah. 80s, he, you know, he made uh, a big name for himself. He's an icon for all of time in right. San Francisco because of his uh, big playoff performances. So let's wrap it up there. I, I can't wait to find out what Ike's going to – my devilish uh, side of me can't well, – someday I'm going to find out what Ike will say to me. I ain't going to give cry. it to you. I'm not going to give it to you. You're going to feel bad when I'm weeping. See? I'm not going to care. Check, you're someone's daddy. Get it together, man. No? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into uh, the Q&A with the Wolf and Maurice Jones-Drew. Dave. Dave. And like magic, out goes 24 and filling his seat as we await uh, the arrival of the Wolf, Colleen Wolf. Look who it is, everybody. Long time Jacksonville Jaguar, Oakland Raider for a year, UCLA Bruin Hall of Famer, and the radio voice of the Los Angeles Rams as well as uh, part of uh, part uh, players only. You show up on uh, Good Morning Football, the weekend edition now. You're on uh, Power Rankings. You do it all. It's Maurice Jones-Drew. What's the poop, fella? I'm in the right, Thank you, guys. What a pleasure to see you once again. Hey, I want to bring up something that uh, Ike mentioned uh, just a little bit ago here. He thinks that off of we were talking about all the fights on Sunday in the NFL. Disrespect. uh, There's people getting disrespected out there. Yeah, a lot of people talking trash out there. And I think uh, that's Ike's read on it. In fact, he talked to Jalen Ramsey, and it was, you know, he got under his skin. But Ike says it wasn't as much the trash talking so much as it was just dominating A.J. Green. He got frustrated. But either way, Ike is a great trash talker. He claims that he could make me cry. Do you think that's true? No question. No question. He it, could make me weep. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I've could seen you it make me weep? I, I'm not one of those guys. Could you break me down though, if you had to? 
Get no. in my head. Get me off my game. Oh, if we're playing, yeah, no, that's easy. That's what I'm talking. Yeah, about. that's easy to do. But I, I'm just saying, like, I either I have certain boundaries. Certain guys don't have boundaries, so I don't, you know, because I just know how I am. Like, it's it's it's. I'm glad this came up because my mother calls me uh, Sunday after the game. And she's like, did you see that Jags game? And I'm like, yeah, I saw it. She was like, I'm so glad that you're not a Jaguar player. She was like, because you would have just been in there trying to throw everybody around. <laughs> and I was like, you're exactly right. I'm glad I retired too. Because it just, it's just some things like. I thought she was saying that she didn't want you to be associated with uh, oh, no, 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 with no. people she, behaving she under, in that No, manner. she understands that uh, you know I, have, I, I hold myself to a high standard. And uh, one of those standards are if my teammates are in trouble, I'm running out there, you know, protect them. So you've been in a fight in your life? A couple. Yeah. You've been in a couple fights. Oh, yeah, Ike yeah. has too. He said he's been in a couple fights yeah. in his life. You know, I've never been in. And that's how I know you'd cry. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've never words, been in a fight, but that's. Words hurt you. Words but no, hurt you. I got to say, for the record, when people talk stuff to me and it starts getting testosterone and people start getting in. I mean, I've been in those you situations try, try many times. to make times. a joke to, even, to loosen it up. I don't try to make a joke. The entire situation makes me laugh, and I can't. And so I do that. No, well, like the, I'm so, sure a, a part of it is nervousness of about what's to happen here. But legitimately, my chief emotion is this is ridiculous, and it makes me laugh out loud. No, so uh, I, I remember um, one of my biggest ones. We, I got into it with a player, uh, and he kind of went the violent route, like, "Oh, I do this to you in the off season," and, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like. Well, what's the purpose of waiting all the way till then when we like we don't have to do it now? <laughs> we can wait until after the game and do whatever you want. Like I'm not I'm not gonna talk because I do talk trash. Like, but I'm talking about your game more than I'm talking about you personally. Like, what did you say that would be mean that would hurt somebody's feelings? We were playing uh, Minnesota. I just got done holding out, and we were playing Minnesota. And they drafted uh, their safety, um, who's really good, Harrison, Harrison Smith. Smith. Yeah, they they drafted him. But I had already knew he was bad. He was like, to me, he was a bad player at that time because I saw him at Notre Dame, and he's a white safety. So I was just like, oh, he's bad. And so every time I played him, I was just dominating him. And I was like, dude, like, I, I looked over to their coach. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is what, you, <laughs> this is what you're putting out here? And it, and it wasn't – and I know it kind of sounded bad that he's a white It just it, – when you have – and I think David Carr said it best. Like, when you have certain DBs of certain pigment, you know, they have to be really good, which he's shown to be a really good player in this league. But we played him his first NFL game. I just dominated him, and their and their guys were jumping on my back, like trying to push. Like, don't talk to him like that. I'm like, you, it's not my fault that he's out here giving up all this. <laughs> I right? love the idea of this because that would make me upset if I were Harrison Smith. Right, I'd be was, like, why are you talking to the coach? You're gonna get me in trouble, man. Exa- and that's what I do. Like, I, I play those games, or I'll say something <laughs> to like, uh, we were playing Air, uh, the set, the Niners in London, and Eric Reed, he was coming, and he he would close his eyes the very last second. I'm like. I looked at Dante Whitner like we're walking, and I look at Whitner, and I'm like, yo, please tell him, talking to Eric Reed, to not close his eyes because the next time I'll put my knee in the side of his head because he keeps doing that. <laughs> and, and it. But it, it hurts you more when you're telling, like you're telling someone to talk to him because it belittles him a little bit. Oh, that yeah, that really it, is it, a masculine. It, 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 gets, it gets underneath your skin a little bit, so it, it's fun. It, it's I like fun. your psychological games. Michael Robinson told us a great one a few years ago. His move – was to compliment the guys and say, man, how come the coaches aren't using you more? You're so good. You should be out here a lot more and get in their head and distract and create uh, strife in the locker. That doesn't do it. No, that 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 doesn't work. That's a long play. I don't need the long-term play. I I need the short-term right now. You want him doubting himself for a split second. Well, no, I I just want you to be so mad at me that that you may see me, like, running in the flat, and you may try to jump on me and push me, and then we get a pass over the top. Or you try to, like, like, really try to blow me up, and I spin off and I score. So – uh, I was all about like a personal attacking your your abilities. Mm-hmm. Now there's some guys at this game that personally attack you as the person. Well, Ike the says nothing's off limits. And you that's can what go I'm into saying, their like, you can go into yeah. their home life. Yeah, that, that, that I, that's a no no to me. You know because I I, I take that <laughs> I, I, I take bad. that serious. Yeah. I, I take that serious. So I I try not to. Uh, you know, if you ever follow me on any social media, I rarely put stuff of my family because I mean it's private. That, that's you know, my kids may we may do like a kids thing and stuff like that. But I mean, I've heard guys talk about wives and girlfriends and and things like that, and that really gets under people's skin. You know, it's it's one of those ones where you can get a guy. You know, it can go two ways. Either he can play really well. What do you say? Fun. Like I know, I hey your girlfriend, I know her, I've met her. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. No, no, I I remember we were playing a team. Uh, it was on Monday night. And uh, we were barking off his girlfriend's number to him. 
<laughs> is that true? Yeah, it was. Well, I had heard about this a long time ago, but we, you know, we 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 knew the girl, like you know, because we would all. Everybody goes out in the off season. She lived in a certain city that we all partied in and had a good uh. time in. And uh, we would see him with her, but we knew before we hadn't met her before, knew her. But like a lot of guys on our team, we'd all knew her before. Uh, he had, you know, met her, and uh, <clears throat> you know, she was living with him at that time. <laughs> and we were barking off her cell phone, and it was just like blah 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 blah. Is that it? And he was, I mean, you could, I swear, like you know, how cartoons they start to steam, like. <laughs> you can great. see like red. This is this is a black guy now. He's, he's he's turning red. He's like steaming, and I'm sitting there like, <laughs> oh, this is getting ugly. It, it, and you know, needless to say, it backfired. He had a, he had a good game, but uh, it was funny. I it's too bad then that the celebration rules prevent you from using uh, having uh, props and stuff because that would be a great oh. 21st century bit. Is as you're lining up across from the guy to FaceTime his girlfriend. Hey, look whose number I have. Oh, oh look would, who's on the line. That, that would, that would, that, that would, you know. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of things. Good luck, honey. There's a lot of things people do, though, and it, it's so funny. These guys, like, they, you know, they know what they're getting themselves into. You got to you gotta either have thick skin or don't care. But some of these guys, they, they, they really care. And so Ike is one of those guys, even though we, we've never trash talked because I'm not on the island like that. Like, I've gotten into it with uh, uh, um, Harrison. Who? Me. Uh- Oh, uh, who do you mean? Not uh, Harrison Smith. No, no, no. For the Steelers. 19- oh, James Harrison. James Harrison, yes. We were in 2007. He was, I think he was going to, because he won. He's scary. I wouldn't want to mess with that guy. Well, I ran a pass route. It was, it was. I don't know if it was in the playoff game or it was in the first game in 2000. I think it was the first game, too. I ran a pass route and I caught the ball, but he was, like, all over my back. Like, I'm like, dude, like, bro, you can't cover me. Get off my back. You guys you know have I mean? similar physiques yeah. and everything. And I was like, get off my back. You can't cover me. Like, stop. You're holding me. And he was like, shut up, whoop, whoop, And then immediately, you know, once you tell me to shut up, it's like calling me stupid. I, I just lose it. <laughs> and then so I just turn around, and we're nose to nose. And, I, and, like, I grab him. I know he's strong, so I have to grab him first before he grabs me so I can at least get some leverage. And he grabs me, and I can tell he's super strong. So we're, like, holding each other after the play. And I'm like, dude, like, let me go. You know, he's like, let me go. And I'm like, get out the way. And then I jog off to the sideline, and then after that we were cool. Oh, it's just the best. I, we got to get everybody out there mic'd up so we can hear what's happening. Oh, it get, it get, it get, no, because there's some things, like people lose endorsements to some things they say. Eh, listen, it'll be more fun for us. But then you have guys like Von Miller who just have a good time. You can't even be mad at Von. He's so happy. He smiles all the time. Like, he's just out there playing like a kid. You need what you need out there, I guess. Yes, As I you mean, say, it's live out there. It is. They're, 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 they ain't playing. All right. Now talk about this thing. And uh, Bert Breer, a pal of ours over at uh, at MMBQ, tweeted something the other day that caught my eye, and I thought it seemed a little silly, frankly. He said that um, he tweeted after the Giants' humiliation to your Rams. He said, I think we can trace the Giants' issues to letting Odell Beckham do whatever he wants. That has That has something to do with – I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I disagree like, with it, yeah, but I like, thought maybe you would say, yeah, you know what? Because when you talk about the Jags, okay, so let's let's conflate it then. I, with, I, with, I was on the Jags team. We were losing with, with – I would prefer a guy like Odell Beckham who at least shows he cares and wants to win. I agree with that. But let's yesterday didn't – the questions that he that Ben McAdoo got were, were amazing. Did your team quit? Uh, well, the it, Shaq report this week covers right. his uh, halftime – a rallying right. speech to the team. Uh, <laughs> right. So so what I'm saying is, like, if you had – I remember we played this exact same team the same time last year, the Giants, same team. Obviously without Odell, without – but it was the same offensive line, Eli Manning. It was a close game. Landon Collins had a pick six. that made it. We were up 10 – when I say we, the Rams were up 10-0, a pick six, and it was going back and forth. And Eli did what Eli always does, threw the ball up in the air. Now, he's, he did that multiple times here this weekend, and they weren't coming down with it. But that last year, guess who caught the ball when he threw it up in there? Odell Beckham. Mm. And it changed the game just like that. And then, they, and then literally it changed their season just like that. And so it's funny that we don't talk about the good things with Odell Beckham. We talk about the, the bad things. Well, I think it's actually – I think they're the good things – 
including the one-handed catch that he made. You may have heard about that a few right. years ago. That then overwhelmed every other deed in pro football that year. It was that one catch was the thing that resonated with people who don't care about football, people around the big blue marble suddenly fixated on, who is that guy catching a ball with one hand exactly. in that manner? And I think then the serious football men say, Stop with all that. So what? So he made that one-handed catch. You know, the issue, I think that this is a reaction by curmudgeon saying, don't get caught up in the, in the circus catches. I, I, get more caught up in, I get caught up in his numbers and what he's done there and how this team has looked completely different. I got, we had a talk yesterday with Heath, uh, Heath Evans said, I wouldn't pay that guy anything. I said, well, Heath, you know what? Who would you pay then? Because I know who you're going to say. I, I'd pay Tom Brady. We, we all would pay Tom Brady. But how about everybody else on that team? Who would you pay else on that Patriots team? I don't know. How about how about Tom Brady when he goes off on his OCs all the time and they get in these screaming matches and they're going back and forth and they're barking? We call that passion. We don't call that uh, Tom Brady trying to get away with what he wants to. Yeah, we that's call a that good passion. Point. It's good double standard. Right? Yeah, good like, call it's unbelievable. That. This guy does the same thing. He challenges everyone. He doesn't. Yes, he challenges Eli because Eli needs to be challenged. Phil Rivers is uh, largely a media darling because of all the histrionics out there, all the uh, gesticulating and pointing at teammates and this Man, and that. And we've we've seen Philip Rivers. Do, I've seen everyone do it. People get upset. Some people have, wear their passion and their feelings on their sleeves. Others can hold them in. Well, there were two alphas on that offense, but Eli is not that. So no. so maybe Odell's filling the vacuum there. But what about the fact that? If you buy, if you don't buy what Bert Breer says, that Odell being allowed to be a little too loose with his behavior, you know, out week to week, right. although the boat trip, which I, again, I'm not, I, I'm Let me you, say this. I'm going to say this. I don't this. care about, the boat, about the boat trip. I'm going to say this. We work here at NFL Media, and there's a lot of people who work here that aren't talent. Um, and I follow them on Instagram and Facebook, and I've seen people on their off day. May, may, it, may it be a Thursday. May it be a Saturday where they have to work on a Sunday. May it be a Monday. I don't know. Mm. I've seen people take on a day trip to Vegas and back. What does that have to do? It's your off day. You do what you want on your off day. I that's agree. Like, but what well, here, What's the issue? Now, marry that up, though, with what Doug Marone did with Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, the breakout star of a good yeah. story in Jacksonville, he sits him down for team violations. So, and it works, by the way, too. That's the key. Yeah, what a, it, it worked. Because when you do that, you're, you're running a chance. See, in Jacksonville, I get what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to create a culture of, you know, everyone's held accountable. But that only works when you win. That's what people don't understand. The, uh, Tom Coughlin said it best in that Redskins-Giants game when Josh Norman and Odell were going at it back and forth. Uh, or was it, was it Carolina? Which one was it? Was Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, it was Carolina. I'm sorry. Uh, and at the end of the game, they were like, why didn't you bench him? And Tom Coughlin said it best. He said, well, listen, if I know if we don't have him out there, our chances of winning go down drastically. And that's what this game is all about, is about winning and finding a way to win the game. I will handle everything else off the, uh, later on, but we had to try to win this game. That was the purpose of us playing it, to try to win. And so in that situation uh, where the Jags bench Leonard Fournette, if you lose that situ- if you lose that game, does right. Doug Marone lose the locker room? He, oh, immediately. If, Leonard, if they lose that game because they, they don't have a ground game on. Uh, immediately. Hmm. You, um, immediately you lose the locker room because at the end of the day, everyone there is to win. There's, that's why fines are in place. So you can find guys, not to sit them down. This ain't college. This isn't high school. You find a guy, you talk to him, you either let him know, or you bit, or what I would have done if uh, instead of making him inactive, I would have started Chris Ivory. Okay, and you you gonna sit here fully padded up, and then we'll see what happens as the game goes on. Ooh, yeah, that would have been a but, bad. But, at least he has to, a fail safe. Yeah, yeah, but to to and make him inactive. If you guys lose that game, what is, what are all we gonna talk about all week if that happens? Oh, you guys, you try to make a point and it didn't work, and so in those situations, you can't do that. Hey, Colleen, how are you? And that might you know what legitimately that that decision to bench Leonard Fournette could have cost them the division. Now, in a weird way, I feel like it might galvanize yeah. them. And, they, and you know, so they'll... he took a risk. And, and the reward, either way you see it, it was it, was it worth it? And so when, when they win, yes, it's worth it, right? So now everyone's like, well, look, you bench Leonard Fournette, we still win. Okay, that's cool. But now we know, like, no one's above the team. I get that. I get that whole part of it. But, again, this game is about – this game is all about winning. And if, if you want to win, hey, Eddie – 
It's Eddie yeah. Spaghetti. He has, to, he has to find excuses to parade himself in front of our cameras. <laughs> I'm a star, baby. If you win. I'm from the Big Apple. Doesn't get any bigger or better. If you You're win, welcome. It works out. If you lose, the whole season's over. And that's, that's what, and that's what they were playing with. And in that situation, you're so close. Why, why mess with that? I, I thought it was loco when I saw it. Everybody and I thought did. this is a game that they should win. And now it's in jeopardy because they're sitting down their best offensive player. Hey, let's say hello to her now. She's riding high with her Philadelphia Eagles. How about watch it? her on Good Morning Football. Hey. The weekend edition as well as whatever the Sunday morning show is called. What's it called? Yep. Good hey. Morning First. First football. <laughs> Good, Good morning, morning football. first. No. no. Which show? Saturday the or Sunday? The Sunday one, it's, sis. It's game day morning. Well, see, now I don't feel – it's called game day morning? Yes, it's the same. Oh, it's that's all right. one big happy game day morning family. That's right. I had forgotten about you're, that. You're, and guess what? Your face is on a poster. That is – I think I'm the only one – Wait, what? doesn't have my picture on a poster. Are you kidding me? Oh. I promise you. The only no one – Check. I see you right there by the bathroom. Oh, you mean in our hallways here? At the oh, I'm not. Poster. I'm not on any of those. But you're on a poster though, and on what poster? The game day morning poster. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys are big time. I'm just still. I'm still trying to get there. <laughs> just burning calories, trying to get there. How was the week, the Wolf? It was good. It was great. How about the Eagles? That's crazy. And the Rams. So. So I don't have – I can't always watch the games on my way back. I fly back during the games. And so a lot of times it's just the Internet is the only thing that can keep me connected to what's to happening. World. But when the flight – the Internet's out, I have no idea. So I get on the, the flight on Sunday. All signs point to yes, we have the Internet, great. Doesn't work until like the last hour of the flight. And all of a sudden it's like just a barrage of information. And I'm like, are you kidding me? 50 points by them? And, and what happened? And Leonard Fournette didn't even play? It, like, it's honestly almost too much for my heart to handle. By the way, update <laughs> for all uh, pilots of uh, commercial airlines. You can no longer in the 21st century, you can't do the bit. It used to be charming 20 years ago when you would say, for those interested, I wanted to let you know that the Sacramento Kings are ahead of the right. Lakers right now by five with three, and the plane would react. Now you can't do that. We have DVRs, man. Don't spoil the yeah. game for me. I'm running home. Now oh. you just ruined it. Also, I feel like it's weird that pilots still wear those uniforms. Like Ooh, we're that's a good. What we're else are still they to wear, though? just. I, why do they have to wear that? Why do they have to wear the, the caps and the whole thing? Like it seems kind of silly. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a fake military get right? that they have. It's on. weird. You're right. They're like fake uh, air. But they actually, guys. most of them are Air Force guys. Well, they are. But, and are you really in a position to be evaluating other people's what, fashion? What, you don't like the zippers? Have, why are there zippers on your shoulders? What are, I don't what know. What are you unzipping? Why not? What happens if I don't know. Is my it a pocket? Is Let's it a see. pocket or no? I, I, oh, yeah. It does actually. Whoa. <laughs> look hey. at that. Ooh la la. <laughs> wow. When the sun goes down, uh -oh. the shoulders come out. Oh, my goodness. Watch out. I love it's that. It's hot in here, oh, huh? Oh, <laughs> you, you turned it up. Ooh, indeed. Anyway. Hey, The Wolf, before we jump into our weekly Q&A, or as a matter of fact, let's jump into our weekly Q&A right now, shall we? It's time oh God, for no. the Q&A. Here we this. go. What do you say? <laughs> it's going to be a great day. It is yeah. time for the Q&A. I think that's we very did it. charming. It was, did it was a really nice collab. That was fun. That was a fun I day. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice saw fit to not humiliate himself for all of time and lay smart. out. Really yeah, smart. Yeah. Here's the first question, the wolf. Uh, Ike says that he can make me cry if he has to. Uh -huh. if, like, you know, like uh, if we ever got into it kind of thing. I mean, listen, no, it's a bit, what, what a tough guy he could beat me up. He's a pro football player. He, right. But he's not, he's not threatening me with that. He's just saying that if he needed to get in my head, he could do so, you know? Do you first of all do you think he could do you think Ike Taylor based on what you know about him and what you know about me could he make me weep I think with so. With mean words. I think so. Ike's pretty good I was about say, that you stuff. Know yeah. Shaq has never been into a physical altercation in his life. Ever? No. Really? Yeah, it's not my not my way. Closest I ever came was with Wayne Gretzky. No. Really? Yeah, it's true. What happened? Well, I've told this story before, but I'll share it with you again now. Emma VP says I've heard this story too many times, right Emma VP? I've never heard. Uh, it. Yeah, me either. I don't know if I know this one. Oh, all right. Ooh. Jimmy Kimmel Live, early uh, early days of uh, of the show. I'm a writer on there, and uh, I'm sitting there uh, up in uh, Kimmel's office with him before the show, and uh, we're going through some of the interviews he has coming up, and uh, Wayne Gretzky's on the show, and I said, listen, 
you must, and he's a Gretzky fan, uh, Kimmel is, and I say you must ask him, why the ongoing disrespect for my main man, 66, Mario Lemieux? Ever, anytime it ever comes up, Lemieux always quick to tip his hat to 99. But the other way around, it's always these passive-aggressive little shots, I felt at the time. So I say, please, bring this up to, to Gretzky when he's sitting down next to you on the show. Sure enough, Kimmel does. He says one of our writers uh, says uh, wants to know what you say. Like, oh, listen, wants to know who you think the best player of all time is. He said, oh, there's so many great ones. Gordy Howe, Bobby Orr. Oh, I could go on and on. Kimmel says, well, one of our writers thinks it's Mario Lemieux. And he's like, oh, well, Mario was great too. So that's the interview, and then they go on. Afterwards, Gretzky comes into the green room. Now he's got his publicist with him. Now you you may know, or I don't know if you are aware of the enforcer thing. You know the tough guy. The yeah. in hockey, uh-huh. you know, the it, back in the day, not as much anymore. But the but the pretty boys always had an enforcer with them. So in case somebody wanted to mess with them, now you have to deal with my friend over here, bodyguard basically. Right. Dave Semenko was the longtime bodyguard of uh, Wayne Gretzky. So Gretzky makes his way into the green room, and now he's got his publicist with him. So he comes through and and um, grabs his stuff and he's making his way right back out the door. And I say, hey, uh, hey, uh, Wayne, uh, uh, hey, I was the guy who Kimmel brought up just a minute ago there about uh, about Lemieux. Uh, and he said, oh yeah, yeah. And I said, uh, why, why, why didn't you mention Mario? Why didn't you ma- you, you mention Orr <laughs> oh, and Gordy? No. How? Why don't you mention Mario? So I mentioned him. We talked about him. I said he was a great player. I said no, but but Kimmel had to bring him up to you. Why do? Why is this? Now the publicist senses that there's some heat going, and I see her grab uh, Gretzky by the by the elbow and say, "Like, come on, come on." So they walk about 20 feet away from me, and I and now I'm not going to take because the conversation's not over. I'm afraid. Oh my God, Shaq. So I say to Wayno as he goes, I say, I say, "Hey, Wayno, Semenko's not here tonight." And Gretzky turns around and gives me a look like like it's going to go down. Now, first of all, I've never thrown, and as it happens, neither has Wayne Gretzky. Well, he's probably thrown before. We not, no, yeah. Gretzky's never thrown hands. He goes, oh, take care of this for me, Semenko. <laughs> oh, no. Marty McSorley, where are you? Tried Save to, me. The, 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 Jim, the Jim Everett. The, the Chris Everett. You tried it. Listen, <laughs> here's I wanted to be famous. I love it. Keep going. I'm not trying you, to be famous. I'm trying to defend knuckle. the honor of, of 66 Lemieux, the greatest player in the sports history. So yeah. Is so, that why this is Studio 66? Well, yes. yes, of course. You know I'm putting things together. You see Look the at 66 that. Lemieux on the wall there? Yeah. Yes. I, there hey, you go, the wolf. Welcome to the show, Colleen. <laughs> 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 All right, continue. Big Ron Hextall fan over there. Hey. Um, so, I, but, but what goes through my head is, you know, if Gretzky does come over to me and, and the alleged greatest player of all time beats me up, all right, that's, that's a great a noble cause to take a beating uh, in, in yeah, the name it's a of lose, lose for him. It's a win-win for yeah. you. Now, what if I turn his lights out? Now they erect monuments of me in the city of Pittsburgh. Now there are statues populating the 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 three rivers. So what happened? So what happened? In the in, in action pose, uh, oh knocking God. out the great you, one. You, you think about this constantly. So what happened? <laughs> His publicist got him out of there, and the and the executive producer of the Kimmel Show, Shrifty, came and armbarred me, and he said, "What the hell are you doing? You can't you can't uh, get into arguments and fights with our uh, guests here." I said, "Listen, oh Shrifty, God. you like the New York Rangers, I like the Pittsburgh Penguins. You have to understand." That's ridiculous. That's, that was the closest altercation you got. That's it. Really? I get in those all the time. <laughs> like that's like a, in that's high school a, we'd be like meet me in the basin at three thirty. Really, that's what you yeah. used to do. I would really, t- have you been in a fight, the wolf? I I never like actually threw. You've never thrown hands. But I was like the representative for like the group. Oh. Who, if <laughs> MLBP and Colleen Wolf got into an argument, who would cry for? Who could make whom cry? Mm. Oh, it would be know. me. It would be me. I'm emotional. But Colleen's like from Philly, though. Emma, where are you from? She's I'm from Philly too. Yeah. but I would cry what, pretty easily. What part of Philly, though? Uh, South Jersey, actually. That ain't Philly. You're right. And I'm kind of like outside of Philly. Actually, Mike Garofolo is the only person that's truly from Philly nope. here. Will Smith. Uh, he is from Philly. West Philadelphia. West Philadelphia. I, I'll I, say I'm this. I'm fascinated by, I'll, this, I'll tell by you the, the crying the, bit. And what somebody, I, I would like to know what somebody <laughs> comes after with me to, to get to, to inflict emotional wounds. I'll, I'll tell you the last close altercation I got into. Probably. You got a bald spot, Sheck. No, no. I, I go there. No, no, he's he's going right to the family. Uh, so I have my kids, and I don't even. I, I'm used to traveling by myself, right? So I don't think like when you have kids, it's just like all world, like your world is just them. So we're trying to get in line. I got these babies, and I have all these bags, and my youngest one's a little wild, a little rougher around the edges, you know. And uh, 
we finally we get on Southwest, and he starts kicking his feet. So he's kicking the chair oh, no. uh, in front of me. And uh, no one's sitting there at first. And so, like, I'm talking to my wife who's across, and we're trying to get our stuff situated because I got both my boys there. And uh, I guess a lady sits down, as I don't even see it. She sits down, and so he's still kicking the seat. And I, like, tap, like, stop, man, stop. Keeps kicking it. And then so she turns around and starts yelling at him. So my natural instinct is like, hey, like, first of all, you're you're an adult. This is a six-year-old child. Like, you talk to me. You ask me nicely. Like, like you have manners. And then maybe I'll tell him to stop. Well, then her, her little guy friend who was in the middle seat turns his head around. And I immediately snapped to him quickly, like, you don't want none of this. <laughs> I was like, today is, today is not the day. Because I, I, I was like, we will not be able to fly this plane if you say one word to me right now. I'm already in, like, in the zone. Like, <laughs> the best thing, and I've said this before about Maurice oh in situation, whether it's a funny situation or a confrontational one, Maurice's tone of voice never changes. Like, hey, now you don't want any of this now. Like that, was, that would scare me. Like uh, yelling at me, I'd be like, right. settle down. But if you use that, like, hey, turn around, you don't want any of this. I'd be like, okay. Someone hey. very measured. Listen, yeah. I snapped on him so quick. I think he was turning around <laughs> just to see what was going on. But literally he tapped her like, let's just – Let's just focus. We only got forty-five minute flight. Oh, I was like, thank God. you, because today was the day. I was willing to let it all go right then and there. They were gonna fire me from because I was gonna beat the brakes off this guy over my six-year-old son, <laughs> and he had nothing to do with it. In a way, and it's it was lovely. his fault too. It was probably my six-year-old son's fault. Yeah, for the most part. But it was okay. That was the day I was okay. I was okay with it. Once uh, on a flight uh, right after Christmas, the day after Christmas, we land after flying from Pittsburgh all the way back to L.A., you know, as the holidays are winding down, long flights. People are a little on edge, yes. you know, the good times are past right. them. Now it's back to reality. So we land and we're sitting on the uh, we're sitting waiting to get to the jetway thing or whatever you call that uh, thing that you walk across. And so now everybody is super anxious. It's a five-hour flight, and now we're stuck there for 20 minutes or uh. half an hour waiting to deplane. And the din of that sound of the plane is wound down now and everything. So it's fairly quiet, and I'm holding my one-year-old girl. And uh, she's kind of flailing, as little kids do, and she, and she kind of stoinks the, the shoulder of the woman in front of us who has this fiery red hair. She wheels around and says, <laughs> Don't touch me. And I said, what? What ha What happened? And she said, and she said, don't let that baby touch me. No. And I said, oh, well, excuse. I owe you an apology, madam. I can't tell you how sorry. Listen, baby Oprah, apologize to this woman immediately. This is an embarrassment for our entire family. How dare you touch the shoulder of, of this uh, of this woman? Now the plane is quiet oh, and I am no. loudly. I am loudly yes. talking. And over the course of the next five to ten minutes, I just keep I, – I, I won't stop about this. You know, it's a woman. <laughs> right. And, and uh, I say, uh, I, I say, please, what, what, what can I do to make, it, uh, make this up to you? I, I mean, I'm embarrassed on behalf of my entire family. <laughs> oh, no. Um, you know, sh you know I, it, next time I promise I will uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll keep her in a cage down under with all the other animals. Sure. Speaking of Cargo. which – Speaking of which, uh, please uh, say hello to the, to the 101 Dalmatians uh, when you see them. You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're Cruella. Uh, I love giving her a little Cruella one. Yep. Now people are laughing. Laughing, they're having a. Oh they're, no! They're, they're you know they're they're so choosing sides. You're full side. on check right now. Yes. Well, there and, and people, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't embarrass this woman. Except other people on the plane were saying in between, like, for what it's worth, I thought your little girl was an angel on the entire. That's that's what oh, I hate. That. that spurs. Oh, me. that spurs me to keep going now because now I realize everyone sees her as a villain. I say to her things like. Please, uh, let me make this up to you. Let me play for your uh, pay for your next uh, horrendous die job. Please, uh, you know. You're not saying that. You said that? I said that to her. Oh, my God. Shaq is great with words. Like, I, I try to use mine, but, like, I'm so. Because it's just crazy how people act. So. Yeah. What kind of behavior is that I have from a, somebody? I have, a, I have a story just Weird. like that. So we're going. So the first year I go to the Pro Bowl in Hawaii, and we're flying from California. I got my mom, grandma, wife, kids. And we're, we, you know, they, they give you first class tickets for your immediate family. So we're sitting up there and I have my four year old son, my three year old daughter. And then my my youngest son is like a newborn, you know, baby, whatever it may be. And so the lady I'm sitting next to this lady and then I have my two kids here. And then my wife is behind us with uh, with my son holding the thing. And 
She gets up irate. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I don't do kids. Well, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm don't worry, like, you don't have to. Yeah, I was like, I was like <laughs> no one wants your help. Like, I'm sitting there like, what are you talking about, right? I, I don't even get it. And then my wife immediately starts barking because she got it. She was like, well, I do dogs. I do dogs. She was like, well, you need to take your dog beep, to the back of the plane. So they start getting into it. So I have to take the baby because they're nose to nose in this little Hawaiian. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. And the lady's not even, she's trying to apologize. My wife is just on full mom mode now. Like, you're talking about my kids. They're the greatest kids ever. Yeah. And she's just diving at this lady to the point where the lady literally apologized to everybody. Like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I, I did not mean to make a, it was the greatest. Like, <laughs> good. I was like, yeah, you should like. How do people, when you get on a plane, how do you expect someone, you should already know when you see a baby, like. No, nope. You should uh, You should not see loved ones for the yeah. next five years. Really you had a weird. child, so right. you don't get the travel. I mean, and I actually feel like whenever the babies are crying, I want to cry too. Like, I'm a little jealous that the babies can just, are the ones that can scream and get upset when, like, there's turbulence. And I can't. It's not acceptable for me to act that way. So I'm a little jealous that the babies are able to do that. I, I get so upset that people are inconsiderate. Right. Like, look, even if you don't have kids, you were a child at one point. You did that. Right. Like you cried. Like, like I remember, you know, and it's, it's hard for me because it was like a lady. She was by herself. And I, I know a black guy, beard, looking a little rough coming to work here. Her baby's crying. I was like, look, ma'am, like, I don't want to be I'm not trying to scare you or bother you, but I can help you. I have three kids of my own. Like, I'll hold, you know, little Aww, Johnny so nice. while you're getting your stuff together. She was like. She was a little police. Yeah, she was ready to scream police. <laughs> but she was like, "All right, cool. Like, just I'm just like putting my stuff. I'm like, all right, so I'm holding them and I'm like joking with the little baby and, <laughs> ha, 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 and I'm doing a little boing, like bing bong things like that. <laughs> and she was like, "You're great with baby." I was like, hey, "You know, I got a couple. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm a professional. You know." And I gave it back. And then the baby the whole time was like reaching for me. And then people were like, "I'm like, but that small little thing that I did there. Yeah, you can do that for everybody and be fine." Hey, let me tell you something. I heard from a little birdie that uh, Maurice, I know he did, was doing this before. He went to see his pal, Zach Miller, who's in a bad way with his knee. Hey, he saw that injury. A birdie told me that you spent 30 hours with him. I did. Wow. I mean, that's, you know, sitting and in it, a, you know. We were just ch- he was going in and out. And I, I know, but that's not, that's not even somebody infirmed like that. That's not an easy trip yeah. to make. And uh, good no, for we you, Maurice. Good. You're a nice fellow. Oh. I didn't um, want to be nice to each other. You get the nice guy award right now. Thank you. I hope I, I hope that's a Shecky. Oh, I'm wondering if that is a new Shecky award. Should be. Nicest guy. Mm. Nicest person we know. Nicest. Emma nice. VP. Who's in the running for that? Nicest person mm. or uh, at uh, on the DDFP the award. I think MJD's the front runner. I don't know who else. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of nice people. But I haven't won. What about yeah. the professor? You don't think JD is nice? No. Oh, behind the glass. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you don't think JD's I've, nice? Sure. I've seen JD uh, yell at people before. Ooh, I haven't seen that. I'd really? like to watch that scene. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Ooh, don't sit in front of Maurice on a plane, J.D. It might get uh, <laughs> might get sideways quick. <laughs> All right, let's uh, do a question here. This one comes from uh, Scott Meehan on uh, Twitter. What are the best and worst movie theater snacks? I feel like oh. we've tackled this one in the past, but maybe we can revisit it here. The Wolf, I'll start with you as a frequent flyer. So I love uh, snow caps. For sure, I, I saw go. You post that. Yeah, what? No, you're not in. The why I said I don't know why cap. I said it's a, a frequent flyer. You're yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm flying to the movies a lot. But yeah. Uh, I love snow caps and Sour Patch Kids and popcorn. Snow like that's Sour Patch Kids. Those are my three. Go to. My ex girlfriend would do a thing. She and she was right about this. She actually was a trailblazer in the field. She would get snow caps and popcorn. And she said, "You put them in there," yes. and I and I said, "I don't know about," but it was divine it's so because good. it's the sweet and the salty. That's was, so, uh, was delicious. Yeah. If I was gonna do it, when I used to go to the movies all the time, now I don't have time to do anything. But I'm with you. People always say, "Hey, what'd you think of?" That? I just saw Get Out the other day, and people said, "What? That came out a year ago." And I said, "Well, I, I, don't, I, I see animated yeah. movies." Yeah, I have to wait. Exactly. Um, well, for me, it was it was the the mix of nachos, uh-huh. a Slurpee. And Sour Patch Kids. I mean, that took me the like by the time. Slurpees. Whoa. Slurpees. Are you kidding? Blah. Yes, blah. I like all food, as you can plainly see. But I mean, I don't like. I just knocked my paper over. <laughs> That's what, how angry what I got. Slurpee. Uh, cherry. Red. We call it red. But it's yeah. It's the the cherry Slurpee. Slurpee. Cherry and then nachos and sour. Too much. No, because what you too do much is, flavor. What you do is you do the nachos and the Slurpee. Mm-hmm. 
and then once you get done with the nachos, as the movie, you're the second half of the movie now. Yep. It's like, oh, I'm going to treat myself a little bit. The movie's getting better. I'm treating myself. Eating sour breast kids, you're good to go. Or you could be like oh, my hey, youngest son. a nice bowl of nachos. with. The, but the key is, what's the key with a nice bowl of nachos? Got to have those jalapenos. See, I don't Ooh. do jalapenos. I don't oh, like to sweat. It makes them so sing. Good. I knew you were going to say that. My youngest son is like, we literally had to ban him from candy. Uh, like oh, two weeks ago. This is the kid that that, yeah, that kicks was kicking, the seat. Yeah, he yeah. Seats, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, yeah, his name is Madden, and uh-huh. he's a seat kicker, and he loves candy, uh, preferably Skittles. And so for Halloween, he got to collect all the candy, but didn't get to eat it because we went, we put him on like candy for a year, like he can't have any candy because that's all he wants to eat. He would go to the movie theaters, literally, and like grab bags of Skittles and just sit there and do this. Oh my God! For hours. I was like, dude, <laughs> your teeth are going to fall out of your mouth, which they already have. I, like, I literally <laughs> had to stop him. Like, he's, Yeah, he's, he's going to get like, sick. No, he's okay with that. He's like, oh, my stomach hurts, but it was okay because the Skittles were that good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I respect that, though. No, I don't. What is, Maurice, <laughs> the worst of all candies? Movie theater or otherwise? I'm not That's right. Maurice got really? it 100%. Red, I don't like red vines or black. I don't like Red vines are, are terrible. But what even worse. even. No, I don't care what brand we're talking Twizzlers about. are so different than whatever the vine things are. No, it's the exact are. same thing. If I have to eat a licorice, give me the skinny, the, the you know, like Twizzlers. the shoestring. That's Twizzlers. No, not the No, the pollen peel? Yeah. No, oh, the skinny that's one. That's what Twizzlers it's like a, are. You, can, you pull them off. I don't like any of it. I, I, it's I all bad. I love pollen peel. But even worse, even worse than, uh, than that is black licorice. That's what? the worst of all candy. That's nasty. Black, oh, well, uh, peeps. Peeps well, are also yeah. terrible. Listen, I don't know what that is. Peeps. Peep. I'm not. Oh, we talked about peeps we, last, last week. Yeah, they're the yeah. marshmallow thing with the, the Easter candy. The gross. big sugar on. The, they're gross. I don't like when people like worst movie snack, not necessarily candy, but I don't like when people bring in like big like Italian hoagies or like things that really stink up the place because then I feel well, like that's all Italian I'm smelling hoagies, the whole time. What is that? Like. Or a sub or whatever, oh, like an me, Italian sub. So let me ask you, it, it, it was I the only guy as a kid, and I know I'm probably snitching on myself, but like we used to go to, because the, the snacks cost so much at the movie theater, we used to go to like the gas station and buy the snacks and then kind of like sneak them in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is your outlaw No, we move. did that too. Okay, I was yeah. wondering sure I wasn't the only one doing that. <laughs> like of all the, st- of all the stuff, I, that's a, the I'm one a, that worries you. I don't know. I hope nobody's coming there. Is there a statute of I limitations mean, on sneaking? Because uh, I did that. That was like 15, 20 years ago. So I just want to make I sure. I don't know. So when well, I played Little League, there was like the little stand, you know, at all the Little League games that would give out all the candy and the hot dogs and everything else. So my friend and I would go and we would just sit at the field when there weren't games. And we, w- I guess her dad worked for the city or something. So he gave us the keys to like, we could sit in there and announce like fake play by play and stuff like that. And so we would just sit there. But one day we found these keys on the ground and we were like, what do these go to? So we were like, I wonder if they go to like the snack hut and they worked and nobody was there. And we went in and raided the entire snack hut and then went back to like the booth and just sat in there and called a game and ate. And it was probably one of my favorite days from growing and up. And it ever. probably inspired you to the career that you now have. Maybe. Yeah, it could have been. I will say the wolf. I, you know, that is uh, among all the things that I, I can, uh, that, that are inside my brain right now. I can't think of a better example of, Something that it's okay when you do it, but it's uh, it's awful <laughs> when other people do it, is bringing a stinky hoagie onto an airplane. Ew, or like tuna fish. Oh, my. What? I'm ha- if I do I... it too bad, I'll eat it quick. Don't worry about it. But if you open that, when that Ew. when the guy next to me on the plane, Ew. when he starts opening up his bag and is like, ah, it's but shawarma. What are you doing, Ew, man? and it'll be like three hours into the flight. And I'm like, that thing's been sitting in your bag. It's so gross. Asterisk, so, if Damashek's doing it, it's okay. okay. I'll tell you this. My grandma does that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, bless her heart. Because if anyone were to say something there, we on, in ten thousand feet, where however an elderly we are, woman, we're gonna right. get crazy. But she likes to wait to the last second. Like we were, so we went to Atlanta because my sister uh, just passed the bar. And we were coming back, and my my family they were like, "Hey, you know, you're traveling with Grammy, so like these are what you have to do." I was like, "All right, cool, I got, it, I got it." So we get to the airport two hours early or three hours because it takes a little time to walk, and we're at our gate. We probably have two hours to go, and me and her are sitting at the gate literally for two hours. As soon as they say it's time to board, she goes, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I was like, <laughs> all right, like, it's all good. You know, we got the early pass, so, you know, go ahead and do your thing. It takes like 15, 20 minutes. She comes back. 
oh, I'm hungry now. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't sit there like Grammy, like, but we got to get on this plane. Like, oh, it's okay. So she goes and gets like food or whatever. And she gets it. I'm like, you want to eat your food? Oh, no, I'm going to wait. I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> no way. Yes. And then waits until we get like probably like two hours in the air coming from Atlanta to California to open her bag up uh, and start eating her food. And I could see people cringing. <laughs> I'd like to say, oh, it's an elderly woman. I know people right, right, right. There, and I'm just shaking my head like, oh, I got a great story to tell. <laughs> but no one said anything to her, which was nice. I love that uh, you and me both have Grammys. Oh, yeah. Aww. I got a Grammy. Yeah. Yeah. Papa, Grammy, and Poppy. Yeah, yeah, I got Papa. Papa and Grammy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we want to try to get one more question in here? Want to do it yeah, there? Yeah. I picked them up in fantasy this week. I had the worst fantasy matchup in history. I'm just going to cut to the chase and say I lost 60 to 58. The worst. Whoa. I mean, uh, pathetic. Wow. Ten-team league. Oh. Cousin Sal and I had a battle for not the ages. And wow. uh, he, he bested me on Matt Stafford's effort. Not, though, I can't blame uh, the would-be Hall of Famer if he had gone to a different NFL franchise. He might be one. At least that's what his old college teammate, Maurice Jones-Drew, says about a guy named Mercedes. He resides in Jacksonville. What's your question today, Mercedes? Hey, Mo, what's uh, what's your favorite pastime besides uh, eating? <laughs> I don't – I don't – I don't – you know, I'm vegan now, so it's not really eating anymore. So not so besides eating. Right. Besides eating. You know what's crazy? Uh, I'm glad that question came because Zach yeah. Miller said the same thing when I told him. I was like, you know, like I'm more like travel, like more versed now. Like I know there's so many more things. We were, we were talking about fracking in North yeah. Dakota or South Dakota, wherever they're doing that up, up there. And we're talking. He's like, that sounds tasty. He's like, dude, you have time to do that? I go, listen, when you don't play football anymore, you have a full 24 hours to do what you want. So I've been reading a lot of books. That's been a lot of my. Th- is I, that true? Really? I stopped books. playing video games. Like I, I just read a ton of books now. Are you reading a book right now? Uh, or what was the last book you I, read? The last book I read was uh, Malcolm Gladwell's. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. I know it, that his most recent. Yeah, the most recent one. The uh, it's like how to deal with bosses, but it's called David and Goliath. Oh, it's, 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 it's the it shows you the big the. Uh, you know the positive and negative about a big business. Let's just throw out a name like. Sony, right? They have so much going on. Like, it's hard for someone to kind of move up and get to the top guy. But then also the good things and, and negative things about small businesses. So that was that was huge. Interesting. Wow. So you're a book. So, But you read the actual physical book. Yeah, you're I, not yeah, listening. Yeah. No, no. I, I'm a reader. Because I like to take notes. Jot down. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I love doing really? that. Really? Because at the end of the day, I'm going to end up using it eventually. You know, I started I started a gym. So I had to, like, learn how to be a, a decent, oh. a decent you know, owner, boss, manager type thing. Uh, work with people that was good and then i read snowball was the one before that one that was a crazy that was a big book though snowball warren buffett's book oh okay. oh yeah, it was crazy really how fascinating yes. maurice has wow. turned into a book reader and ike is now uh he's a national geographic guy through and through he can <laughs> tell you all the all facts about uh about uh, you know the beasts really when you retire you really find out who you really are like what's your real? Because you have so much more time. Like I, wow. I hope I can retire in the next couple of years. Oh yeah, dudes, you're gonna you're gonna be like, wow. Oh, I'm gonna thrive when. Oh. Yeah, time. hobbies. I'm be an active senior. Um, life of luxury. Your, what's your answer to that one, the wolf? I mean, I I don't have time to have a hobby. I like I I like to eat. I like to sleep. I guess drinking beer would that be a hobby? Yeah, sure. Drinking beer, <laughs> like just <laughs> eating, drinking, and sleeping are probably my hobbies. Like the things I need to do to live. Maurice is filling his uh, brain with information. Yeah, you're, you're I'm drinking. I'm drinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I yeah. You I, also read though. I read. You do the you read the research book all the time. I read See, the research that packets. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you dive into those head first. You're better than me because I think that'd put me to sleep. But you sort of hobby sort of does. Is wearing zippers on your shoulders. Zippers. For I like no plants. Reason. That's the oh you're oh. that's right you do yeah like plants. I really green like plants thumb. yeah so my house is like a jungle like it's true? just covered in plants yeah. What Excellent. kind of plants? Everything. I have palm trees. I have succulents. I have like all sorts of things. You have uh, what's the plant that eats things? The Venus. The Venus flytrap. Fly oh yeah, that get one I, of those. I've never heard those of anybody kinda, who actually has. They kind of freak me out. They catch all the flies though. Is that true about palm uh, about palm trees that they are not indigenous to Southern California? I've, I've heard that I've on heard more that. than one occasion. No. That's not true. No, they're not. I uh, people have told me that they were imported from uh, from Hawaii and beyond. Yeah, 
which seems crazy to me because if you walk around Southern California, all you see are palm trees. It's amazing at what point was that move made, what civic leader said, hey, let's uh, let's line our streets with palm with palm trees. It'll that set a, it'll it set a mood. It's because you try to make you try to make. Uh, I know, but it's just interesting. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty, but read a book about that, Maurice, and then okay. tell the wolf and then she can use that as she uses her green. Perfect. I'm looking for my I'm looking for a new book, though. I am looking. So if anyone knows, let's. I may put that. I love it. Let's get Marisa a book idea. Drop us a line. Yeah, you need to start a book club. I should start a book. I'll do a book club with you. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do and we'll do our book club reviews here on the show. That'd be awesome. All right. Hashtag DDFP. Emma VP. Do you have a novel you'd like us or a a bio, whatever? Nope, but I'll uh, I'll research one and I'll join the book club too. All right, and coming up uh, next week, maybe Emma VP, we're gonna have another origin story, not unlike the one we heard of the Wolf and Whoa. Gonzo. Go dig that one up. Yep. Who's the next one you're tackling? I have your... one for Matt Money Smith, but I need to think about it for MJD. Okay. For sure, yeah, I want to like to hear the origin you're do story. One for yeah. me. I'm solid. Of Marie. <laughs> no, that's, they're so good. I'm solid. <laughs> this is always good. Thanks to the uh, participation of the Wolf, Colleen Wolf, uh, star, if there ever was one on NFL media. Watcher. Good morning. Football. Thank she you. hangs out with Ike. Mm-hmm. And who else? Michael Robinson, Mike Garofolo, yep. the usual. Steve that's Smith. The crew. MJD was on last week. That was fun. I know. I heard you, Ike, uh, Maurice. Steve White. Sounds like a great time. See, you're going to cry. That's actually all I need to do to make you cry? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I went well. That's how, I that's how I know I can get him. Yeah. Like you had a fun time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes, check her out. Power rankings. I don't know what else even does say. That's she's it. On yeah. a, she's oh, on a she's going to cheat on us here after this, too. Yeah. That's. Oh, yeah, you do that. It's an way. open pod relationship no, I have. Not. Yeah, hey, I don't know about that. Oh, Your decision making's in question with that, oh but uh, you know, you, you do you, and uh, and then Maurice Jones Drew, of course, uh, listen to him on the radio. Matter of fact, you'll hear him on uh, on Inside the NFL sometimes. Calling the Rams oh. plays, I suspect we'll hear a lot of your voice this week with fifty one points. Fifty one points, so awesome. Um, also, players only on Friday. Make sure you check out Maurice on that one. That's great stuff. Bottom line, Maurice Jones through, Colleen Wolf. Can't do any better here. I could say it's a thin slice, but I'm not going to because I felt surprised and a, and, and a little ambushed by that music there. Now, if you would, Emma VP, now I'm ready. Now you can play the music okay. for Maurice Jones through and Colleen Wolf, along with Ike Taylor. By sure, but be sure you dig up Ike and my uh, X and O breakdown of the Los Angeles Rams Ooh, offense. Great stuff that. from Ike. It really is. Uh, it is great. Check reports out there. A whole bunch of other who and applesauce. Watch pick them on the weekend. Till then, it's a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.